This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Justin, we have a podcast. Diving, diving deep. Both on and off the field, here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General, Sean McClain. Welcome to Utopia. Initial reaction was, I was really happy for D'Amico Ryans, especially after seeing the celebration in the locker room afterwards. The affection for him is very, very evident. Um, but that was that was a uh, that was a tough week this past week for D'Amico on the heels of that Indianapolis game, and to see the Texans come out the way they did today. Um, Makes me feel, makes me feel like I, I feel good about D'Amico anyways, but that's one where you go, okay, well, that's, you know, whatever we were feeling last week about him, the enthusiasm we have for D'Amico absolutely should still exist. And the guys are believing in what he was telling them all week long. First, I like to say it's good. At least one Houston team won and didn't stink it up like the Astros did getting swept at home by the Royals. So the Texans go on the road and, it's not just Miko. Bobby Slowick had gotten a lot of criticism. Bobby Slowick, Matt Burke, defensive coordinator, and Frank Ross, who always does a great job with the special teams. I gave special teams an A plus on my report card that's on sportsradio610.com. And I thought the coaching staff did a tremendous job in every phase. Out coach Doug Peterson and the Jaguars something awful. D'Amico waited four games for his first win as a player, nine games for his first win as assistant coach, and his third game as a head coach. So his his path to success happened quicker as a head coach. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well that's I like that. I like that. I like those numbers right there, John. Good. That's in the lead on my column. I'm okay. glad you like it. Excellent. No, I do. I do like that. Um I guess just to, you know, if we're breaking down this game and we'll do stock up and stock down individual stuff in just a little bit. Um, but I, to me, the, there were a lot of big plays in this game, obviously a lot of huge swing plays in this game, because the fact of the matter is the Texans defense didn't really stop Jacksonville all day long. Yeah. You know, they only gave up 17 points, but there were a couple missed field goals, obviously the turnovers, um, but Jacksonville, like Jacksonville didn't punt very much in this game. You know, the Texans either had to force mistakes or Jacksonville, they themselves made mistakes in this game. I just loved early in the game that the Texans who it started about as poorly as it could have started for them. I mean, this really, John, this game started 
with a series of plays at the beginning of the game that felt like the carryover from the Indianapolis game. Mike Boone returning a, a kickoff out of his own end zone to the 12-yard line. Then they go three and out. And then they they interfere with the punt returner. And the, the, the Jags are starting with the ball at uh, the Jags are starting with the ball near midfield. Texans force a missed field goal. That, but then on the second series, the, the, the Tank Dell 43-yard rainbow from C.J. Stroud, to me, was the – like that was the, the analogy I made on the postgame show. Like that was Rocky Four. That was Rocky drawing blood on Ivan Drago. You know, like that was that was like that, that was the message to Jacksonville. Like, okay, that's that team you watched on film the last, you know, of us playing the last couple of weeks. That's not going to be us today. You know, we're not going to shoot ourselves in the foot. We're going to answer adversity. And I thought that that tank Dell and then punching it in with Damian Pierce, I thought that was a great early statement. And then the fact that they were able to kind of just keep it at a two score game for most of the day. Um, I thought really kept a lot of game pressure on Jacksonville, but Tank Dell was absolutely massive in this game today. I got so tired of hearing other teams talking about Mouncers saying, well, this team's got this number of starters out. Texans counting Tavier Thomas, their slot corner who starts 70% of the time. They were missing eight starters, including four on each side of the ball. And I thought Trevor Lawrence going against three backups in the secondary, and he didn't have any sacks, that he would have been able to throw the ball better. But overall, they made big plays. A guy like Blake Cashman came up big. A lot of players made timely plays under extenuating circumstances. Sellout crowd there. They've now won six in a row on the road against the Jaguars, including in London in 2019. And they've won 10 of the last 11. And Trevor Lawrence is one and four against the Texans. So, it sounds like a cliche to say they played well in all three phases, but they did. And we'll hear, I'm sure, complimentary football. I hate hearing that, but we'll hear it. And it's true. And they did get big plays on in each three, each of the three phases of the game. And so I'm curious now, I I feel better about Pittsburgh coming to town. Got to watch Pittsburgh this week. But the fact that Stroud didn't get sacked, that was a big deal, and I can't imagine D'Amico Ryan's going. If if Baltimore had stunk it up at home, Texans would be tied for first place. Yeah, a four-way one-and-two tie. Just a, <laughs> a bunch of fat kids on the hey, playground. You're the one fighting. that mentioned first place two weeks ago. Hey, man. I, <laughs> hey, no, I'm not, I, I'm not here to hate on it, John. I wish it was the case. I was rooting hard in here for Lamar Jackson to convert that fourth and three at midfield that Jim that uh, that John Harbaugh decided to go for in that game. I'm sure we're going to talk about C.J. Stroud more and stock up and stock down. But I guess John, like, what are your thoughts on Stroud? This this again was a building on a performance. He's gotten better with each game so far. He's done something. There's there's certain things that he either didn't do well or he needed to improve on. And I feel like in every game he's built and improved. And he's gotten better with each game. Um, I guess from a standpoint of like the the explosiveness they showed today with Tank Dell and just CJ just being in total command out there, like how how real does this feel to you, especially with Pittsburgh coming to town next week? When I think of Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt, you know, they they Jaguars had Josh Allen and uh the guy Trevon Walker who was the first overall pick last year, but certainly hadn't played like it and they only gave up four hits on the quarterback three by Allen 
But that's the main thing about the Steelers. Their defense is great, and they have a great pass rush. And the Texans got good pass protection. On the long pass to Tank Dell, the first one that jump-started the offense, that one, he had time to throw. He had time to wait till Dell got beat, and he got laid it in perfectly. And there, I think there were three guys trying to get back and cover Dell. And you know now, with that one in the 68-yarder, the Steelers and every other opponent, they're going to start worrying about Tank Dell. They worried today about Nico Collins, and they didn't. They were going to take Nico out. He had a big 29-yard reception at the end of the first half to set up a field goal to make it 17-0. But they've showed now the position that we were so worried about, big play wide receivers, they got two of them, and then Robert Woods is very dependable. And, and the coaches – and it's not just Bobby Sloat and quarterback coach Gerard Johnson, Shane Day, and uh, Bill Lazor, senior offensive assistants. You know, C.J. mentioned them, at, all four of them, after the game as coaches who work with him. But they're doing a tremendous job, and they got to have a lot of confidence. Whatever they teach him, they got confidence that he's going to take it out to the field and do well. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Um, all right, so Texans win today 37-17 over the Jags. I guess, John, just last thing on this game, and maybe in general, before we get to four stock up and four stock down, individual accolades for the game today, or maybe around the league, we might mix some in. Like you said before we started recording, it's hard to find stock down for the Texans today. Everybody played pretty well in this win. Um, I don't know. Like Jacksonville's not looked good these first couple weeks of the season. They beat the Colts in week one in a game that they trailed for most of that game against Anthony Richardson, mind you. Um, and then last week they, they scored nine points against Kansas city. They lost 17 to nine to the chiefs at home. And then obviously today they lose by 20 to a team that most experts consider to be one of the bottom five teams in football. The Jags were thought to be the clear favorite in this division coming into the season. I know it's only three weeks, but how wide open do you think this division could potentially be? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's very interesting, Sean. I said this on 610 a couple of times last week and maybe on the Utopia football podcast. The Colts would be better off uh, as far as winning games with the mustache. with Gardner uh, Minshew, yes. Minshew in because he's won a lot of games. And then Bryce Young's out. Who, who wins? Andy Dalton. So those guys are experienced quarterbacks. That's not who they want. But I think the quicker the rookies get back, the better off it'll be for the other teams in the division. And the fact the Titans got killed at Cleveland. Deshaun Watson played great. They didn't need Nick Chubb. The running game of the Titans was terrible. They looked like a last-place team. And then Jacksonville looks like a last-place team. And Indy pulled it out. But I'm, it's early to say it's wide open. But you know what? Right now, the Jaguars aren't necessarily the best team. They may be tied to be the best team, but Indy's leading the division. It's going to be fun, not with not like great fun with the teams playing really well, 
like some division, but you know, it could be like uh, what's going on in AL West. You got three teams that are close, that are competing, and maybe it'll come down to the end of the season and the division winner will win seven or eight games. You never know. You never know. But this, I'm, I'm not impressed with Jacksonville so far. I will no. say that. 